the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. There's some good news. These pro-baby murdering scumbags are dressing like that uh, maiden's hand... What is it called? The hand-tail maidens or whatever it is, where they dress in the... Like the 1800s, they got their long red robes. Handmaid's Tale, that's it. They have the long uh, red robes on, and then these white things that cover up that thing most of them call a face. So this is good news for us. We're going to have to deal with these baby murdering slobs taking to the streets. The least they could do is cover their kissers up. Facha brut is what's called in my neighborhood. That's ugly faces for the rest of you people. A long time ago, Joe Biden said he was going to sanction Russia. You remember that? And if you pay attention to this show, I said there's going to be no sanctions on Russia. The sanctions are on the American people. That is what you're experiencing, sanctions. As for the sanctions on Russia, here's an interesting little statistic that I love to uh, educate the people on. Moscow earned roughly $20 billion each month in the year 2022. Each month, their combined sales, crude products, added another 8 million barrels a day. Russian oil revenues soared 50%. Um, For you imbeciles out there who may not understand, I don't like Democrats listening to the radio. That means they made more money with Joe Biden's sanctions as you are now paying $5 a gallon. Saddest thing was the day I left the sewer of Illinois to come back to my home here in Florida. Was a woman who had two kids in her car. Her car was a shambles. She was obviously poor. When she walked in to pay, she asked for $4 in gas. I said, I'll pay for the gas. She said, no, I'm not taking the money. I, 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 $4 is all I need. She was obviously one of those rare, rare people of character. But she's clearly one of the people who are suffering under the Biden regime, the Biden corruption, where they, in Washington, D.C., they're immune to this. There is no recession. There is no high gas prices. They don't pay for a damn thing. As these frauds have the audacity to give $40 billion to Ukraine, And by the way, thank goodness Rand Paul is putting a stop to it for as little time as he can. As the people in Chicago are experiencing not only $5 gas, but chaos in the streets. Chaos. 300 people take to the streets and what? It's a blurb, a blurb on the news that they're embarrassed that they even have to admit it. Large crowds of people mob the streets of downtown and Lincoln Park. A mob of people gathered at the Shell station at North and LaSalle after being dispersed from North Avenue Beach by police. Officers monitored the crowd as it moved west at about 9 last night. 
Some of the crowd surrounded a white car. One person climbed on top of it as the video uh, taken from a nearby building shows. So you've got the worst of both cases. Massive, massive inflation, devaluing your wealth every minute of every day. At the same time, the Democrat sewers are collapsing into chaos as the criminals and the predators have the attention and protection of the government. That is what it li is like to live in a Democrat sewer. It, it, it received exactly 26 seconds of news coverage. You know, there was a time where people were kind of aware that we were not getting the full scope of the information. We're still not getting the full scope of the information. And here's another story that led to the 28 people shot in 72 hours in the utopia of uh, Chicago, Illinois. What's it, isn't it supposed to be the summer of what? Joy? Love? What was that summer of joy? And that's the one with, where the Geico pretending to be the mayor with those eyeballs pointing in two different directions and that vest on from the mentalist. She said it was going to be great this summer. Doesn't sound great to me. In that vehicle, two weapons were recovered. A third weapon was recovered on scene at this location. Plenty of guns, plenty of gunfire in a Southside shooting that left four young men injured and another dead. Police are calling this another shootout tied to an historic gang war in the area. Anthony Ponce live with the latest, including footage just... I just want you to pay attention to the verbiage. Historic gang war. What do you mean historic gang war? You mean you want to you want to make people think what, like at the 30s where everybody has a fedora on and only the criminals get killed? Or do you want them to realize that more people are shot, murdered, the mayhem, the chaos is far greater than in Ukraine that just got $40 billion of our money? Into our newsroom, Anthony. Yes, Donna Corey, we're going to show you that footage. We have edited it, but I uh, do want to warn you that it is graphic. As you'll see, uh, this is a shootout between rival gang members that unfolded shortly after 4 o'clock in the back of the yard's neighborhood. It left a 19-year-old boy dead, and as you mentioned, four others injured. Police say uh, when they responded, they were met with hostility. Members from the community and gang members from this crowd were actively fighting the police while they were trying to tend to the victims. Oh, Phil Ponce, you left out the best part. I mean, I know you got the good hair, you got the five o'clock shadow, you think you're Zac Efron, but you left out the best part of the story. Yeah, you did. Gang leader who got $1,000 bail for a stolen gun four days ago was released on bail. He is at the hub of this particular shooting. Uh, Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown and court records show, after making the revelation during a press conference, Brown went a step further and ID'd Sergio Barron, who was released. They picked him up four days ago with a gun, and peanut head Kim Fox made sure he was back out on the street to kill the 19-year-old. Now, how much of this is it going to take? The twerking on the cars, the 300... I don't know what the hell. Summer of joy as they spread the joy and terrorize what were once great neighborhoods. As every parent's worst nightmare is when a kid from the suburbs says, I'm going to the city. This is the norm, the summer of joy. And the reality is, until people make the connection that the common denominator in all of this chaos are Democrats. It's really quite that simple. And as this spreads nationally, this is going to continue in each and every state that the Democrats are allowed to thrive in. Because they have no shame, they have no sense of right and wrong, and their agenda is simple. The worst things are 
the more people will turn to the government. The more you will look past their clear failings, their clear foibles, and their clear corruption. And it seems to be where they're not getting the attention they should. And for instance, if you stand up and speak out against them, guess what you're hearing? Put on your mask. Okay, now let's, le let's let this rather bottom-heavy woman, who is very exercised about masks, let's let her loose on Kim Fox so she can have that exact same outrage directed towards a person who is directly responsible for the death of a 19-year-old in the city of Chicago as they released the gang leader who incentivized the chaos in the sewer of Chicago. I mean, ultimately, there has to be a breaking point, is there not? Or is this just something where you're going to do the same thing you've been doing for years? Pretend it's normal. Ignore it. The smart ones will put up their house and sell because nobody wants to be the last smart guy in the dumbest city. Or are they going to continue to run frauds like Richard Irving to pretend he's going to do something about it rather than what he's been doing his entire career, which is make a lane for the, for the oligarch Ken Griffin and his filthy front-running money? Or are you going to do something and maybe change things? Because the reality is they're in this position because of the way in which they've managed to control the narrative rather than let people realize what happens when you live in a city ruled by Democrats. The focal point will always be something other than what it is. Sadly, the Senate failed to stand in defense of a woman's right to make decisions about her own body. And let's be clear, the majority of the American people believe in defending a woman's right, her choice, to decide what happens to her own body. And this vote clearly suggests that the Senate is not where the majority of Americans are on this issue. It also makes clear that a priority for all who care about this issue, a priority should be to elect pro-choice leaders. With all of the things going on in these Democrat strongholds, the chaos in the streets, I mean literal chaos, the massive costs, the massive costs. There are people out there that want to take to the streets for abortion. You should be taking to the streets to make sure criminals that the police caught hours ago at least are put in jail long enough so that when they get out, they don't just victimize another 19-year-old, another 17-year-old, another 4-year-old. The age doesn't matter. The sex doesn't matter. Obviously, the lives don't matter. Because your country is focused on killing its babies and sending money to an oligarch-run country that bribed the sitting president of the United States who stole the office. So until you want to enforce the laws that keep us safe, please do me a favor. Don't talk about how righteous it is to send $40 billion to an oligarch-run sewer that's safer than the city of Chicago. Safer. Reserving the right to object, my oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. In March, inflation hit a 40-year high. Gasoline alone is up 48 percent, and energy prices are up 32 percent over the last year. Food prices have increased by nearly 9 See, because 9%. these political whores that make these decisions, they're not interested in you. They're not interested in helping you. If they were, 
They would take advantage of everything we've already built without them. Instead, they put barriers up to drive up our costs as their power gets stronger, number one. Number two, they turn the focus on an oligarch-run country that is making more money since they started to try and hurt Russia. They're making more money than we are. And you're paying $5 a gallon. And your streets are in chaos. And their attention is somewhere else because of the fact where their bread is buttered. The money they get is from the, the weapons industry that's selling the $40 billion in weapons. Not to mention the foreign country that's turning around and bribing the Democrat and Republican politicians that make this happen. And your streets are chaos in the middle of the summer of joy. 312-642-5600. See you in Ukraine soon. AM560, the answer. The mind of a willing slave will always vote for a Democrat regardless of the outcome. Ultimately, what we're going to find out is are there more willing slaves, are there more ignoramuses that are going to tolerate this? See, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait till the election. You know, we got 30 more months of this imbecile destroying our country, telling us the whole time how he's helping us. I've got clip after clip where this idiot and his cohorts, his band of morons, are telling you they're helping you. Here's a, here's a statistic. COVID cases in the U.S. today. 85,629. One year ago, 38,071. With all of their technology, with the masks, with the vaccine, and the booster, and the other booster, and the whole nine yards. Yet before they usurped and stole the office, Trump was responsible for every one of these. Now let's hear from the best trader in stock market history, what she thinks. I want to salute President Biden for what he has done in the fight against COVID. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the good news. It's still the same statistics. The average, average age is 80 years old. 80% of all the people that died are clinically obese. So that hasn't changed. It turns out that the pandemic has worked exactly as it was made in China. Not very good as far as death rates. What it has done is become a weapon where we are now tolerating the kind of failure that normally our grandfathers wouldn't have tolerated one iota. Not one iota would our grandparents have tolerated this kind of loss. But we are. Tom in the Western Burbs. Hey, Sean. Great show. Hey, what do you think the uh, the take on this thing with uh, Mayor Lightfart being out of town yesterday with uh, Schmojo coming in? Is that... What do you think? They're just not coincidental. What's your thoughts on that? Well, here's the thing you have to... I almost like it because it shows a certain disrespect for this bumbling fool that I ah, admire, okay. right? Because, I mean, after all, if you're the mayor of a major city and the president's coming to town under any circumstance, wouldn't you kind of say, well, I should probably, you know, say hello. After all, he's the president. I like that she didn't yeah. want to be attached to this idiot because where did this yeah, idiot right. go? Where does he go? Where does he thrive? In rooms full of other Stumble. mafia wannabe gangster. That's it, it. He was in the IBEW, where all of those fat-ass business agent, corrupt union leaders, they love him, and they will step and fetch because yep. they're more interested in the money than anything else. They'll sell their country right under just the way Biden sold his country under. Right. So Thanks. Thanks, John. I don't think she wanted it. I don't think she wanted the attention. Thank you for calling. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, here's our idea. All we need is a scumbag uh, lobbyist. The reason these gangbangers keep on shooting each other is because 
they never kill their intended target. They're always killing innocents. Then there's rivalries coming back to payback and this and that. If we would get them some range time and actually teach them how to hit their target, eventually they'd be gone. That's one approach. There is the other approach that kept us safe for years, and that is you put these savage beast animals where they belong, in a in cage. The yep. In a cage. They belong in a cage. Yep. Instead, you let them out. 72 hours later, he kills a 19-year-old. What about that kid's future? He's about as important as the babies they're willing to kill. Right? This is what it all boils down to. A disrespect for humanity you have to be in awe of. Let's listen to the woman who lost her eyebrows and nobody can seem to find them. At what point does a baby in the womb have rights? Listen, it, it doesn't matter what you think, that, when you think it is. If I don't think that's, that, that's when that it is. is it but the it, but, month? But, is it the third but, trimester? But listen, but I, don't have, this, I don't have to tell you. It's none of your business. It's your decision, yeah. what you do with your body and how your family it's works. Really and for me, I don't care what your religious beliefs are. But it's not even religion. It's but really it is. This is all based debate. in religion. No, it's humanity. Whoopee. You eyebrowless, rat-faced moron. And you too, Jay, Joy Behar. I think we should call her Jay, though. She sounds more like a Jay to me. This is the broader point. The attention is what they decide it is. The life doesn't matter because they decide it doesn't matter. It is the exact same thing the Chicago alderman, the mayor, the upper echelon of the crime syndicate known as Chicago Democrats feel about the 19-year-old, about the 4-year-old, about anybody else who's killed. They don't matter. What matters is the gang leader. He must matter. After all, you caught him with a gun, and the government made sure he was back out on the streets to murder the 19-year-old. You want to talk about a class action lawsuit? The government has one job, to protect the honest people from the predators. Except where Democrats are. Then they protect the predators from justice, from law. They make sure the honest people are victims and prey. This is why they tolerate Democrat rule. Otherwise, how could you let them do anything? It's the same administration that sicked the DOJ on parents who were angry about woke indoctrination at school boards, but have had zero response to mobs threatening to kill pro-lifers and Supreme Court justices over Roe versus Wade. The Department of Justice, head up by a ferret-faced Chicago gangster named Merrick Garland. The Department of Justice, if it had one, it would unleash its authority on people like Kim Fox, prosecutors who are clearly in the pocket of the street gang. This is the kind of thing that the Untouchables movie dreamt of finding the evidence. You mean you had a gang leader with a gun? And you let him out with a $1,000 bond, a $1,000 bond, and he was out on the street and then killed somebody 72 hours later. Everybody who was in charge of that case, every government official should be in, in the same cell that scumbag, face-tattooed moron should spend the rest of his miserable days in. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Blame the cops? The cops should just protect the kids from the suburbs that unfortunately don't listen to their parents and go to the sewer for the summer of, of joy because they buy the, the talking points. These kids who have been indoctrinated by Democrat teachers who won't listen to their parents, and they go to Oak Street Beach, they go to North Avenue Beach, and their parents have to bite their nails all day long. The cops should strictly look out for the suburban kids because the city kids and the people who vote Democrat, you get what you deserve, you rat bastards. This is the utopia you deserve.
Now wallow in it. All you fat ass municipal workers waiting on your pension talking about how great it is to be a Democrat. Put a $100 bill in your pocket and go for a walk tonight, will you? 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Much better time when that's popular on the radio. Mike in Barrington. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Hey. Love your uh, passion on that criminal justice discussion. Uh, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, do you think anyone has a shot of defeating Pritzker this time? Mike, I think the character of the Illinoisan is the problem. I, I, you know, my my pick is Gary Rabine, right? But why? Why would I yeah, pick Gary too. Rabine? I pick Gary Rabine because in the real world, he was very, very successful. He's the kind of guy I've met him. He's like me. He's like you. He's like all the hardworking people. He doesn't care what the job is, how hard it is, how many people tell him he can't do it. This guy started doing nothing, and he, you know, he built an asphalt company and turned it into thirteen other companies. That's the kind of guy you need. Right. But do the Illinois citizen, does the Illinois citizen want to live that American dream or or do they want to live the way it looks on the news like animals? Do they like the system that's corrupted? Do they like the drug dealers? Historic gang war. What the hell is that? There's always been gangs. They used to be ashamed of themselves. They used to be in the shadows. Now they're bold. They're on the corner because they rule the city. And they couldn't do that unless the politician gave them cover and protection. And that's what you have here. That's exactly what the Democrats are. Did you know the baby foods shortage? The baby food shortage. They're driving formula to the border for the people who are coming across, not the ones that are just carrying the fentanyl, all of them. So those babies are more important than ours. That's the government has picked the favorite citizen, and it ain't you. It ain't the guy going to work. In fact, the guy going to work earning a living... You have their attention in a negative way. They're going to take 50% of your income and make sure you can never really be rich. That's the shame of it all. So they're scum. And what makes them scum? What's the common denominator? Democrats. Now, does Illinois have more Democrats than Republican? Absolutely. Do they like the welfare system? Does, the, do, does anything ever change? The shootings every week. Cross your fingers. Summer of joy. Put away the scumbag drug-dealing roaches with the face tattoos and the neck tattoos. Let's start there. But they don't want to do that, Mike. So get your family, which Barrington is lovely. I used to golf at Stonehenge every Sunday. It's wonderful. Get the hell out of there. Because you're the idiots that are paying for this, and I mean idiots lovingly. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. That's the way it works. In a Democrat-run sewer. How in the world could she have the leader of the gang with the gun? $1,000 bail? That means he paid $100 back out on the streets, and he kills the 19-year-old. And the news has a blurb, 26 seconds on, a, on, on WGN. This should be all over national news. Instead, she's going to get reelected. Why? Because the willing step-and-fetch Democrat slave voter just wants more welfare. And there's more of them than there are us. Wes on the northwest side. Hey, Sean. I just wanted to point out, isn't it interesting that the governor passed legislation that with the teachers... If they got vaccinated, their time off will be covered. But if you're unvaccinated, your time off isn't covered. Well, a vaccine is a form of a prophylactic. And then you could also think in the same breath that abstinence or even birth control is considered a prophylactic. So 
if you can't abstain or possibly even use birth control, why are we covering your abortion? I couldn't agree more. And then if you could put Dr. Awardi's face on the prophylactic, that'll put everyone out of the mood. I think it's a win-win. Thank you, Wes. I love the way you think. But if we're going to use logic and reason, there's no point in applying that to a Democrat. After all, they continue to vote for the very politician who's not only corrupted and owned, owned by the gangs, the drug dealers, and the scum among us, but it's open. It's notorious. It's better to be a drug dealer. You know, I, I don't think the, the producer price index applies to the fentanyl scum, does it? Out of my 38 years in law enforcement working on this border, this is the worst I've ever seen it. They're aggressive. They're told by the cartels to fight. They're told by the cartels to flee. Sheriff Mark Daniels says the border crisis is different in this region. You don't typically see families giving themselves up to law enforcement claiming asylum. Here, it's mostly single men. We've had an agent that they try to cut his throat. I've had 22. Kill them all. Kill them all. Here, let's get let's get uh, uh, all the defense contractors that want to make money. Let's start selling javelins. Ooh, and then they could name the baby the baby's javelina. Let's get javelin and javelina. We'll get them on the border. And when the fentanyl guys come in, instead of our guys jumping in to save them when they drown, mow them all down like Game of Thrones. That's how you'll maybe. Put a little bump, a little inflation into fentanyl, which is the only commodity in the country that is inflation-proof. In fact, it's never been cheaper. Joe in his car. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. You know, uh, the last segment you were talking, we had to have Whoopi Goldberg scumbag on, talking about how this and that. It's amazing how they're hypocritical. My choice, my body now when it comes to killing a baby, but yet... It wasn't my choice, my body, when they're trying to jam a jab in your arm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's as ridiculous as taking drug dealers that we know are drug dealers. We catch them at the border, and we let them go. Well, how could you let these guys go? Are you out of your mind? That's what's destroying the cities. It's destroying the quality of life, and they're winning. It is a cancer that's winning because they have the cover of not only the, the news media, which are lifelong communist socialist marxist collectivists but the government officials who are in charge of prosecuting them you let him out with a hundred dollar he posted a hundred bucks and he goes and kills a 19 year old and it's just a 26 second news story everybody involved in that case from the judge to the prosecutor you should be in the cell 10 years longer than the than the scum who should get life rich indian head park Hi, Sean. How you doing tonight? Listen, I have a question for you. Maybe you can clear this up for me. Uh, Biden uh, invoked the uh, Defense Production uh, Act to, uh, to, to make sure the that they uh, contribute to them. Yeah, that are making more that are making more batteries now, right, for their electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Why can't he invoke the same thing for uh, um, producing more baby formula? Because Nancy Pelosi doesn't own stock in Abbott. If Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat upper echelon had stock in baby formula, oh, they'd be producing it. And they'd be paying for it. It'd be having a boom year. It would be having a year like Russian oil. Income would be 50% higher. Why not this? Well, because you're asking for common sense solutions from a political whore who's never made a decision that some fat goomba union BA didn't drop off a sack of cash. That's why. All we got to do is get a sack of cash his way. Charlotte. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you beautifully. 
Yeah, um, your comment that the Democrat abortion policy cheapens human life, that same point was made at a prayer breakfast by Mother Teresa, the Indian nun who saved people on the streets of Calcutta. Uh, She looked at the Clintons and said, what could be more violent than a mother killing her own child? Perhaps that's the reason you have young people killing one another in the inner city for you know, something like a pair of tennis It's an obvious point. You're going to reason with, with, with a person who thinks that parents should be allowed to kill their kids. What, are we going to talk about the nuances of economics with you, them? You're dealing with a person that's a... I know along. Listen, I know knuckle breakers, loan sharks, bookmakers, guys who are probably guilty of murder. I don't know a one of them that would kill a baby. That's only something well, a certain kind of evil could have. 312-642-5600. AM 560. I am becoming a, I, really, a big proponent. It's time to separate. Separate the damn country. Take the states you already destroyed. You got the biggest one, California. You ruined it. You got a drought because of a fish, you stupid idiots. That's the policy, the political policy that created the drought. Because of a silverfish that not a Californian can pick out of their nose. They wouldn't know it if it bit them in the ass. And yet they're, dr- they're they're literally they're literally harming themselves and their states on fire. And this one, you know, you don't know if the sociology professor set the fire and then wanted to blame it on global warming. Like for the last three years, they finally caught that sick bastard. It's disgusting. The, the Democrats go your own way, you rats. You make the air even dirty. Rudy Elkhorn. Hey, Sean. Thanks for coming to work today. Um <laughs> Hey, I hear there's uh, all the babies. There's warehouses, baby formula down at the border. You know, I mean. Well, what you're referring to is the articles that were released on the New York Post and others where a uh, Republican uh, congresswoman took photographs yesterday of stocked pallets at the border in detention centers. Well, American babies are scrambling. Guys are going to different states to get baby formula for their own kids. Stocked pallets for the fentanyl cartel. Yeah, it's disgusting, Rudy. Uh, this is what happens. Look, this is what happens when you allow the Democrats to get away with voter fraud. See, I used to say when you when you elect a Democrat. That's not what happened here. Fraud. As the usurper sits in office and there's evidence, piles, stockpiles of evidence of ballot harvesting, of phony votes exactly where he needed. First time in presidential election, they shut down the count for four hours so they could fraud the damn vote. And this wrinkled-ass moron yeah. is destroying everything in the country. And all you had to do was look at the states and look at the cities where they rule. Go ahead. Now everything's going to be like Chicago. And it's funny that, you know, everybody blames it on Joe. But Joe doesn't, like you say, he doesn't know what day of the week it is. He doesn't know know if it's Tuesday or July. He got up today and said, Mommy, what do I have to do? What do I have to go, Mommy? Yeah, and the people who are causing all this will never be blamed because they're not up front. They're in in the background, you know. That's why, Rudy, you want to know who the people who caused it? Everybody who's a Democrat. Everybody who's a Democrat. You vote Democrat? Stand in a corner with a dunce cap on. You deserve to live in the neighborhoods you destroyed, morons. Peter and Wilmette. Hey, Sean, how are you? Hey, listen, Mitch McConnell, I'm not a big fan of, but the one good thing that he did is that he put Merrick Garland out the door on the Supreme Court and Merrick Garland showed his true colors as Attorney General. You're right. A, First of all, I, I understand your point. Sister. 
I understand your yeah, point, but I mean, would America be safer? Think about this. Would America be safer if he only got to, to ruin the cases was just one vote on the cases that go before the Supreme Court versus the position he's in today, which is to run cover for the organized crime family called the Democrat Party? I don't well, know. The world, the, the country would uh, be we'd have been better off if, if he would have been in Sotomayor's seat. What's the difference anyway? Now you got affirmative action, Jackson. Is there any question which way she is she going to vote on the constitutionality of issues? No, she's a step and fetch for the Marxist mafia. So six to one, half dozen to the other. Yeah. Well, I think we'd be I think we would be uh, safer, Sean, if Lori Lightfoot banned guns. So when she calls her people (laughs) to arms for abortion, that uh, we'd be better served. I mean, it's the world if is everybody so goes to high ground and lives among Republicans, Republican areas, Democrat areas, just go your own way and don't let your kids go by the Democrats. It's very dangerous. Thank you very much, Peter. I appreciate it. I mean, not every time is a bad thing going to happen, but there's a good likelihood they come back with a face tattoo, which I couldn't get over the face and hand tattoos that are sweeping Illinois. Mark in the western suburbs. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sean. Um, I don't know if you remember back. When the terrorists were, you know, reigning supreme, it was all they needed was a job. But <laughs> now with the with the um, abortion, it's like, well, maybe if we just gave these people a job, they wouldn't abort their children. Oh wait, they want to abort their children because of their career. You know, it just it's more double. Mark, let me ask you this question: Where would you? Where do you think the the trajectory of real estate prices is stronger in Kiev? in Afghanistan or Bellwood? Which one do you pick? I think uh, Afghanistan, probably. Oh, I think, you know what? Law and order. I'm going to go with Kiev. they got a big stream of American money coming in. I think that oligarch-run sewer is going to be great. Thank you very much, but it's certainly not going to be Bellwood. We can all agree on that. Rich and Wheaton. Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Great show as always. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I listened to you again today, and it, this topic just kills me. Where you know there is, you know, absolute just lawlessness in our cities. But here in Chicago, uh, you and I are about the same age. If if you remember the El Rukin Street Gang, sure, Jeff Ford, that guy at least he were, would keep people taking, in line. Yeah, they were taking over uh, the near South Side, and uh, when when we actually had politicians in Chicago that cared about citizens, they went in there with armored vehicles. They got him out. They threw him in jail, and I think Jeffrey Ford is still to this day sitting in jail. Where he you know that He's Jesse Jackson's stepbrother. Oh, really? No, I did that. I yeah. didn't know, but that yeah. would make sense. He had the political clout <laughs> yeah, then. He didn't have half the clout these kids got today. I guess all you had to really do was fool around with the prosecutor. Thank you very much, Rich. I appreciate the call. Ellen and Elgin. Hey, Sean. How are you? Splendid, Ellen. Great. I just wanted to call and let you know I had a new name that I coined for Joe Biden, and I wanted to share it with you. Now, let's understand now. Some of these are mine, so I don't want you to recycle. Like, I have the feeble fascist. I have diapers Biden. I have the dimwit in diapers. I have wet socks Joe. Wrinkled-ass old man. Kind of up for grabs. What do you got? I've got Joe Bribden. Because he was bribed in. It's not bad. You t- you took my political whore and you t- turned it on its ear a little bit. I like it. All right, Ellen, you get the you get the best nickname of the day. You know, not bad. Considering I wanted to talk about Nancy Pelosi nationalizing oil companies, which is the goal of the Democrat Party. But unfortunately, right before I went on, 
I got a text message from a dear friend of mine who said to say a prayer for him. His daughter had decided to go to the beach today. And it just infuriated me that that's how low we've sunk, where you can't rely on what government's only job is supposed to do, protect us from the criminal predators. Instead, the sewers that are run by Democrats protect the predators from prosecution. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. know what the Secretary of Treasury is actually supposed to do? Her job is about fiscal tax policies and managing the debt. The debt in this country that they pretend or are willing to admit is astronomical. $31 trillion if I believe their own frauded numbers. Unfunded liabilities, $260 trillion is about right. Janet Yellen is the Secretary of Treasury. She doesn't have the legs for it, but she is. And she clearly sucks at her job. Sucks. There's no way to put a nice face on it, just like Janet Yellen. The idea that she's going to give us her opinion on abortion would be the equivalent of asking her what I should do to get my six-pack back. Because this slob has no idea. She doesn't understand her lane. But there are people out there that are adults in this country. It's time to put these people back in their lane. Rachel Gresler is one of these people. See, Rachel uh, is clearly at the uh, Heritage Foundation today. She analyzes taxes, Social Security, disability insurance, pensions, and economic growth. But before that, she was a senior economist on the staff for the Joint Economic Committee for Congress for seven years. I wanted to have her on because she wrote a very interesting article. Rachel, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Sean. You see, Rachel, I um, I don't like frauds. I never did. I was one of these kids. I was lucky. I had a grandfather who, when a guy came in to sell us a vacuum cleaner, he found out he was robbing him, and he threw him on his ear. And it made an impression on me. I have a very low tolerance for scam artists. It seems to me, though, that I'm in a very small percentage of Americans, as all we have are scam artists. And the idea that a secretary of Treasury, who looks a lot like Captain Kangaroo, wants to talk about abortion makes me upset. Yeah, and it makes me upset, too. And I don't even like talking about economics when we're talking about issues of life because life should never be reduced to economics. And yet, you know, in the wake of this leaked Supreme Court draft opinion that could overturn Roe v. Wade, we have our Secretary of the Treasury in a Senate Banking Committee hearing talking about the potential economic consequences of that decision being overturned. And she said that this would, quote, have a very damaging effect on the economy and would set women back decades. Um, you know, she went on to argue that abortion is going to lead to fewer women in the labor force. Some of them might drop out of school and have lower earnings potential. But in the big picture of this, her saying that more abortions um, would be a good thing for the economy or that fewer would be a bad thing, you know, that's bad economics. It's bad ethics. And she knows better. 
She's right. been on record in prior hearings talking about how we need to increase the labor force participation um, for the economy to grow and saying that we need more people to do that. Well, if you have more abortions, you have fewer people. And Rachel, isn't it more of a psychological tell? I mean, let's play psychologist here for just a minute. What that reveals is her baseline belief system, her internal belief system that people are bad. And it goes back to the population control that has been the agenda of Marxists since the dawn of time. They simply hate humanity. They hate mankind. And they feel in order to keep things pristine, we must kill people. I mean, this is really, I mean, I'm, I'm going deep, but so what? I want to expose these evil bastards for exactly what they are, evil bastards. And she's telling you, who is somebody who is supposed to manage the debt. Everybody knows it's going to take an awful lot of good earners to manage $260 trillion. I don't even want to pretend it's $30 trillion. In fact, it's a mathematical impossibility with 340 million people. You really need 3 billion people. And not only 3 billion people, you need them to be good people, not like Democrats. You need them to actually be productive. So the premise is not only wrong, but it is a window into the soul of a Democrat. And that is that they hate mankind for being mankind. What do you think? Well, I mean, it really does break down to talking about population controls and thinking that humans are not productive creatures. But, I mean, look at the economy. What is the economy? It's literally the value of the goods and services that people produce in it. If you don't have people, you don't have an economy. And so this quickly breaks down. And we might hear claims from the left about, oh, well, those you know, children who would be aborted are more likely to have lower earnings, to face adversity, to be a drag on society because they're going to have higher welfare costs. But the beauty of the American dream is that our fate's not sealed at birth. And yet we have millions of people here, tens of millions of babies who are having their fate sealed at birth before they even have the chance to pursue that dream. And it is not the role of politicians to stand there and to make decisions about who somebody, what value they're going to contribute based on whether or not they are desired at the point of conception. I mean, it really does get down to if we're going to follow these types of quote economics that they're talking about, then why do we not base who gets access to health care and other vital services on how productive we think they are as members of the economy? And that is the economy that they are trying to achieve, which is really a centrally planned one. And that's the broader point. Centrally planned, orchestrated, manipulated, to where the people who benefit from it are in on the scam, as I like to say. I was actually thinking about you and some of your articles you had written when you talk about money and government. My understanding of a representative republic is that the government, in theory, is supposed to get the best deal for the American people on the money it spends. Is that not the theory of America, why we have a republic? Yes, the only money that it should be taking is money that is going to make everyone better off as a result of that. So when you have a political mafia, the Democrat Party, bragging about how it is going to enrich only a specific sector, union members, as I saw the dimwit and diapers at the, the capital of, of mafia crime, McCormick Place yesterday in Chicago, espousing that he was the best thing for organized labor. Organized labor, which is notorious for not just mediocrity at extremely high costs, but for just those high costs. 
How in the world is this legal anymore, Rachel? And I'm dead serious. How in the world can our government take our money, the people who are not in these mafias for the most part, only 6% of private sector are unionized, and brag about enriching the, the, the organized crime of municipal unions? I, I, I can't believe this is even legal anymore, Rachel. Am I being too fundamental? Or is this, in fact, the job of the government to get the best value for my money? See, I'm one of those suckers that you take 50% of my income to line the pockets of these, these, these love-handled neck labor extortion mafia members. Yeah, and this is another scary area we're getting into with this administration and the current Congress. You know, Biden said he's going to be the pro, most pro-labor union president ever, and he's taking measures that way. And it's not about workers. He wants to force people into unions to pay union dues for representation that they don't they don't want and what do unions do they make costs about 30 to 40 percent more expensive for employers they reduce the output when we have an economy where there's uh, the biggest labor shortage we've ever had in history and inflation is at a four decade high and you want to increase union members so that they can have higher costs and inflation can cycle even more out of control. It really is ridiculous that they're doing this, and it should be illegal, especially when you look at the public sector. We as taxpayers are paying to support public sector workers, federal government and state and local government, for these people to be working for the unions instead of doing the jobs that they were hired to do, instead of doing the jobs that taxpayers are paying them to do. So now you were a senior economist for the Economic Committee for Congress. How is this, and I mean this, how do these Congress people get on the Committee for Finance? Are they economic experts? Do they have degrees in experts? How exactly are we getting so many Marxists, so many socialists, so many economic illiterates in charge of the public purse? Yeah, it's a matter of seniority usually and what committees people are interested in and unfortunately we don't have very many people who have an economic background anymore in congress and even fewer people who have actually have real world experience running a business um, and that is one of the frightening things last week i was testifying to a senate budget committee hearing where bernie sanders was railing on Amazon in wanting to not allow the federal government to give them any contract dollars to provide goods and services to the American people um, based on the fact that they don't want to let them get unionized. Um, it really is scary here, the path they're taking. And, you know, Bernie Sanders being somebody who has no experience running a company, and yet he is demonizing the people who are the most successful at doing that. It's really a scary thing that's happening. Well, it's also scary how popular he is because during the Cold War, War Bernie Sanders was a communist sympathizer and is to this day a Soviet by nature, a Soviet by choice. We have in this country where socialism technically is illegal. It is now creeping in like a cancer. And these committees and these political parties are supposed to be the, the stopgap between it. But what I come to find out is that these committees are occupied because politicians must buy their committee spot from their own party. So this is really the fault of the RNC, who has allowed idiots that raise money to buy these appointments. How can the people get control of this back, or are we just subjected to these phony two political parties that all have the same bank? That's a tough answer. 
um, tough thing to think about. You know, it is so become so entrenched, and there's a lot of buying that goes on. That's all behind the unions. Why would people support these policies that are actually bad for workers? Well, because they're buying votes. Um, they're buying those union votes. Um, and so it is a problem, and we need to look towards candidates who are willing to hold strong to what they believe in and not what they think will buy them more votes. Um, but I don't know how you get there. Well, Rachel, I'm a big proponent because I, I lived and I grew up in the sewer of corruption, a mafia-run state called Illinois. When I moved to Florida, I saw how Americans are supposed to live. And here, there are the municipal unions do not have control of the state. They do not have control of politicians. And I come to find out there's 26 states right now practicing convention in the states and suing the federal government. Should not the good Republicans trapped in these sewer states get behind the free states and uh, really kind of promote the lawsuits and the federalism that this country was based on and perhaps start floating the idea of secession from the corrupt mafia that would allow a dementia patient who's 80 years old and an asset of organized crime called unions since the 70s to destroy the country. Isn't there anything we can do? Well, that is something you can do is voting with your feet. And we do have 50 different states in America. And we are seeing increasingly people are walking out of blue states and into red states because they feel the impact on their daily lives. Um, And that's probably the strongest thing that we can do moving forward. That's why I love having you on. Brilliance, correct answers. She is Rachel Gresler. She is with the Heritage Foundation. Now, please keep up the work because I need to at least read that there are people out there in media that know right from wrong and are still practicing Americanism. You make me happy every time I read your articles. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560, The Answer. Good morning, Captain. Come on out and play. Wake she does look like Captain Kangaroo. Do you see this? that head on her? I'll tell you what. We had a head full of nickels. Janet Yellen's head full of nickels. This inflation thing wouldn't matter. Buffalo head that she is. Talking about abortion. Let's hear this stupid son of a dog. If the draft of the court's majority holding in Roe versus Wade is the actual decision, what impact will the loss of abortion access mean economically for women? Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy. and What a stupid son of an idiot. That's that Bob Mendez, the whoremonger, who used to fly down by the contributor to uh, Costa Rica for the $35 underage whores. Yeah, these are the Democrats. They care about you, though. Don in Merrillville. Hey, Sean, uh, I've been a registered Democrat since 77, okay? I even voted for Obama in 08, but I learned from my mistake. Real Democrats learn from their mistake. You keep keep referring to people like this Yellen and, and all these other idiots, the collection of misfits as Democrats. They're progressives, they're Marxists, they're socialists, they're liberals. Back, I don't know how old you are, but back in the 70s, in the late 70s, there was a liberal party. But it, it fell off the ballot ticket in the late 70s because the liberal party ran out of other people's money to spend. Don, do you now, remember, do you know why I'm so hard on the Democrats? It's Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, who was a Democrat, and made a speech where he said, the Democrat, I, I didn't leave the Democrats, the Democrats left me. It was uh-huh. in the 50s when that happened, Don. And I had this conversation with my father. My father was a Kennedy Democrat, right? 
And I had this conversation. It's not the same. If you were a Democrat back then, then you're a Republican today. The admitted uh, more or less conservative. Yeah, but but, but not but really Republican. Some, but you were an American back then. You hear these yes. people today. You hear these people. They're anti-America. They're anti the American principles, and you know this, Don. This is oh, why yes. we've got to get people. You know how many times you ever hear me call myself a Republican? You ever hear me call myself a Republican? Never. I'm not a Republican. I vote for the man, not the party. You want to fix well, things in this country? Destroy the Democrat Party because it is. It is the, the Marxist the thing mafia. Is, a lot it's of a people mafia, have. Don. A lot of a lot of people have walked away from the Democrat Party. Well, that that doesn't help fix the Democrat Party. No, the only way to fix it, it, the only way to fix it, is to stay in it and vote vote out every incumbent. Brother, I wish that were the case. What you're doing is is something only good people do. You're giving credibility well, to strangers that they don't deserve. The well, party the is a I'm mafia, still... and brother, let me tell you something. You're not going to change a mafia from the inside. You got to get out and destroy it. Thank you, Don. I really do appreciate the call. I'll be back with the rest of you after this. AM five sixty. The answer. Nice pick. So I was listening to Nikki Whaley's clip earlier, and um, I see the scam. See this entire happenstance failure. Oh my God! It's just a failure. I don't know what we're gonna do. The Biden administration has been hostile to our energy companies. Not because it believes a word of that green energy bull dunk. It doesn't. It idolizes the corrupt, collectivist Soviet and socialist nations around the world that own the means of production of energy. This is the only country where that is in the private hands. See, it admires Putin's control over the energy because it admires the profit and that's the only way they can pay for their scams they need to nationalize the american energy sector they don't like private property in case you haven't been watching as they take fifty percent of your money and tell you what you have to pay on property you already bought taxes on everything from cars to you name it this is the game it's them against us not them for us and all of the squalor that their people live in, in their Democrat utopias, they've got those suckers just where they want them. And now they will be loyal, step-and-fetch supporters of the mafia. Think of any Democrat stronghold around the country. So when I heard this clip, I want, I want to remind you that although they pretended that they wanted oil companies to produce more, they never did. They never alleviated the red tape. It was a lie by Pippi Livestocking and the rest. A week ago, you found out they're canceling drilling licenses in the Gulf and all the way up to Alaska and the rest of it. They are hostile towards any privately held anything. The American Democrat is a European Soviet. That's why I reject when people say I'm a Democrat. If you are, know what you're saying. See, the word Democrat is now a mafia, an acknowledgement of organized crime. That's what the party is. Now all they have to do is weaponize their power and regulations to make sure that they take over the companies that think they're private. That's why the smartest thing these companies can do is take themselves off stocks, buy back their own stocks, and go private. This is a major exploitation 
of the consumer because this is a product the, the consumer must have. Now, this imbecile, by the way, who has made more money in trading stocks than any actual trader because she's front run government policy. She is a criminal and should be arrested. But what she's trying to do is demonize oil companies because most people don't understand what it takes to refine oil. When oil is one hundred and five dollars a barrel, they're not actually making profit. They have massive expenses, massive, massive expenses. Ironically, the only ones that make profit are state-owned oil, like Saudi Arabia, like Venezuela, and like Russia, ironically, which is why they are enriching state-owned oil producers and natural gas. So now they're going to demonize our system, which is directly responsible for you being wealthy. If the government owned oil, it would never come down. They need it to be massively high. They, too, are making a fortune that they don't want the American people to know because their taxes are based in a percentage of it. They're not interested in the oil coming down. They need it right where it is. They've sworn allegiance and been corrupted by oligarchs in Ukraine to make their gas, their natural gas, and their oil very valuable because they, too, are still making that massive profit. By the way, they're making massive profit as wheat goes up. Also, limit up today. I think this is what? Out of the last eight days, seven days, trading days have been limit up. So there's, there's another sign of their corruption and incompetence. But I had these clips and I saved them for you. Because what you need to know is oil companies are under assault from the Soviets in this country. And when they own states, when they are in charge of Illinois, when they are in charge of North Carolina, whatever they're in charge of, they will use... They're legal, they're misguided legal, because they don't pay for it, the people of those states do, to go after small, private, and big private companies in order to bankrupt them so they can backdoor nationalize the production of energy in this country. That is the goal, because they are envious of the corrupt Soviets, corrupt Marxists, corrupt socialists, who get to take the profit of energy in the country. They hate that we have private companies, which is why during this entire time, Democrat mafia-run states have been suing energy producers in this country. Can you raise taxes high enough to cover these costs? It's like any big project. you got to look under every rock. Underneath one of those rocks are the fossil fuel companies, Organic whose carbon fuel. emissions from oil, coal, and gas, study after study has shown, are major contributors to climate change. Charleston is one of more than two dozen cities, counties, and states that are suing these companies, including ExxonMobil, Shell, Chevron, BP, and ConocoPhillips. I've They're suing them all. Constant lawsuits, constant costs to fend off what? Government seizure of their property. I'm suing ExxonMobil because they lied to us. No court's going to have a hard time understanding that. William Tong is Attorney General of Connecticut. He's suing ExxonMobil under the state's consumer protection laws. By the way, the Consumer Protection Agency is a, is, is a leviathan that was created after the 2009 collapse, after George W. Bush broke the rules of capitalism to save it. This was under Obama, and it was headed up by a shady, shifty lawyer 
who worked on behalf of credit card companies to assure certain payments from people who filed bankruptcy. She looks a lot like Chuck Connors, and she pretends to be an Indian and also pretends to be a socialist. Her name is Elizabeth Warren. The Consumer Protection Gestapo Agency is using bastardized law to destroy energy producers, privately held, because their goal is simple. It's to nationalize these companies. And that's why post-op Pelosi, the drunken stumble bum, get off the table, Nancy, said you need it because when you need it, now they have the full virtue, the veil of virtue, so that they can use and misuse power they are not intended to have in this country to nationalize energy companies. That's what's going on behind the scenes. And if you think I'm wrong, if you think the government is incapable of such a diabolical plan, how many people are aware what our own FBI was capable of doing? It sucks being set up by the government and surveilled by the government. And sometimes it takes far too long to be able to clear those matters up. May, may I you say may, made, um, you, one little reported facet of Cheryl my case Atkinson. is one of the federal agents involved in, in one of the operations against me said that they intended to plant child porn in my husband's computer. This is the FBI. There's been a case um, that's currently in litigation unrelated in which an FBI agent has testified that they did that. They have done that. It was not accomplished in my case. I guess the, the curtain was drawn on that facet of the operation prior to them doing it. But imagine how you ever get out of that. How you, they, they knew we had a young daughter at home and had allegedly conspired to do that. By hook or crook. The government is capable of doing all kinds of evils. Nancy Pelosi doesn't care about consumers. She's interested in seizing the production of energy from private company hands so the government can take it over. It's the only way they can pay for their schemes. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Hey, you know, the Democrats are suing ExxonMobil and the rest of the energy producers. Um, they're just doing it for money only. I would love to know how Americans would survive in the frigid winter without heat and the scorching summer without air conditioning. And they like all be for green energy. Organic. Let's call it organic fuel. Um, okay. I'd also like to know why the state of Illinois didn't sue Exxon parent company of ComEd, for a bribery scandal that bribed the most successful mafia don in, in American history, Mike Madigan, for decades. Yeah. So you, why didn't you sue them for partaking in bribery? Instead, what the state of Illinois did is make exactly. sure they received more profit by voting to increase the massive cost to the people. That's how exactly you know it's a mafia. Exactly right. So the only way you exactly can stay right. in business is if you're part of the mafia. And that's why a multinational energy producer had to bend knee to a corrupt Chicago scumbag Democrat yard gnome who's short in the pants by the looks of his wife's face. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. See what I did there, Squirrel Hands? You get it? Never forget, you always insult them for what they are, Irish gangsters. And you know the side effect of being an Irish gangster, short in the pants. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. So this everything you're saying about this 
all fits the bill exactly with regard to how they're uh, basically trying to take over the oil companies and all that. But I think that because of this particular point where it is so crucial that we provide not only the oil, plenty of it for ourselves so we don't have to support our enemies, but so that we can even help out our allies and stuff like that. For this guy in the White House, this diaper dude, to basically be doing this, I, it's a national security issue. It's way beyond all this other, like how bad it is. He enriched. Why can't they? He enriched yeah, Putin. There's got to be a way to impeach Saudi this Arabia. guy or something. Well, you got to you got to impeach him. Oh, yeah. You got to impeach him. That that that's a false flag. You you can never remove him. What you need to do is secede. You need the 26 states that are suing the Biden administration to draft articles of secession and secede from the mafia. This way we can keep our money among ourselves, let them wallow in their own failure. They call it Chicago as a little small window into how it'll look. Let's go to Tommy G. Valparaiso. You got a minute, kid. Hey, Sean. Yeah. A hey, uh, USDA report today. Guess what we did? Limit up? Limit up, babe. Yeah, nice. what did we talk about yesterday? I sent you the book called Limit yeah. Up. Here we go. 50 Buddy. years to the date from the great grain robbery, but we're doing it to ourselves this time. Exactly, and that's what happens when a mafia member gets in. It's a tragedy. Thank you, Tommy G. You know I love the calls. 312, I have a great guest. I have a great guest coming up. Give me the name again, Squirrel Hands. Jeff Mordock. I love Jeff Mordock. And uh, we're going to expose these criminals for what they are. They're criminals, not representatives. They're working a mafia play, and you're the slave. We're at serfdom, the road we already passed through. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Jeff Mordock has been with me since the very beginning. He is by far my favorite White House reporter. It's not even close. I wonder how he feels about Pippi Lystocking moving on to MSNBC with her dark roots. Jeff Mordock, what do you think? Pippi Lystocking, are you glad to see her go, or do you prefer to be lied to by a sorority girl? Well, what I'm hoping is that this opens up an opportunity for reporters who sit in the back rows of the briefing room and never got called on by her to actually get their questions in uh, during the press briefing. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. particularly bad in the final days, I'll tell you that. Your questions, probing questions, are exactly the enemy next to the truth of this fraud administration. And one of your articles really points to that. You know, I was I was laughing today as I saw the release that Russian oil revenues soared 50%. And in fact, he sold on average 8 million barrels more a day than he was prior to uh, all of the sanctions put on by Biden. Those sanctions were really put on the American people, as it turns out, were they not? That's exactly right. Uh, you look at what Russia's doing. I mean, the ruble has bounced back. The ruble's at pre-war levels. The, uh, as you pointed out, Russian oil is doing really well. So where the punishment, where we see the punishment is in the American people who are paying more for gas, they're paying more for um, oil. All the energy prices have gone up because, you know, gas is the lifeblood of this country. So if we're paying 435, which is what we're paying here in D.C. for gas, um, 
you know, that's going to have a ripple effect everywhere. So in the end, the only people harmed by these sanctions are the American people. And I guess you could argue the Ukrainians because they haven't done anything to help them. There's a sneaky thing that's going on. It's really I, I, I don't I don't think it's that hard to spot what the real goal is. And that is, as you see, the Democrats blame oil companies, which is it's laughable to me. At the same time, um, Democrat-run states are suing oil companies for their supposed massive profit. I believe the goal is to backdoor nationalize the energy sector of this country, which has been the goal of the Soviet Democrats since I was a kid. Do you think I'm reaching? No, I don't. But I, I I think it goes beyond the energy sector. If you look at this administration's solution to everything, a great example of that is what happened with, uh, with the crisis with baby formula shortage. Their solution is to demonize the industry, to um, accuse it of price gouging, and to move forward with some kind of effort to increase government control of that sector. We're seeing it with the meat industry. We're seeing it with the oil industry. We're now seeing it today with the baby formula industry. And we saw it with the book publishing industry with the Justice Department lawsuit. I mean, this is, you know, when you when you think about what happened, what we witnessed, you know, Trump's big mistake was that he shut down the economy. I still can't get over that. But what he did was mobilize private companies to adapt and overcome, whether it was PPE, whether it was ventilators. He called on private companies to step it up a notch when the American people need it. And for the most part, they delivered the comparison to what we're seeing in the incompetence of the corrupt Biden administration. Do you think there's people that are picking up on that or are they lulled into an coma of consciousness due to the amount of corruption and failure the Democrats really represent? Well, I don't know how much the average person is paying attention, because if you look at his events, they're sparsely attended. Um, they're low wattage events. I don't know that America's hanging on his every word, which makes me wonder when they announce some of these things. Uh, like today, you know, their solution is to criticize the, again, to go back to, I'm only going back just because it's the news of the day, the baby formula shortage to criticize baby formula manufacturers and retailers. And to your point about Trump mobilizing the private sector, it seems like this administration's solution to everything is constantly to demonize the private sector and blame them for whatever issues um, are currently facing the American people. But yesterday there was another window into just how filled with organized mafia this, this administration was. He went to the mecca of the mafia, McCormick Place in Chicago, Illinois, to fluff the corrupt IBEW uh, labor extortion mafia of electricians. And I was laughing at um, the reception he got as if he was a conquering Caesar versus really a, a, a capo of the organized crime Democrat mafia. But are you surprised by that? I mean, unions I'm are, um, yeah. I mean, but they've been in his, they've been in his corner forever. Um, and it's a mutually exclusive relation. It's a mutual relationship. They've both been in each other's corner for such a long period of time. Um, it may disgust you, but it's not surprising. But you always take on the mafia. I love that about you. That's why you know you've become a staple of my show. And uh, what's going on with the Clinton lawyer seeking to silence witnesses? Can you tell the people what's well, happening here? This is a really interesting case that I don't think people are paying attention to, and they absolutely should. So, Special Counsel John Durham who was investigating the FBI and the FBI's behavior during the Trump-Russia uh, collusion scandal, has, brought, has is brought criminal charges against the top Clinton campaign attorney, accusing him of lying to the FBI. Uh, basically, what he's charged with is 
when he showed up to the FBI to provide dirt about uh, a dirt about a now debunked theory tying President Trump to a Russian bank, he forgot. He, he according to court indictment court court documents, did not tell the FBI that he was there on top on behalf of the Clinton campaign, and then went back to his office and billed the Clinton campaign for the meeting. Uh, again, all according to court filing. <laughs> that might be my favorite part of the story. So, well, you know, it's an interesting question. If these allegations are true, you know, was he undone by greed that he had some time for um, this meeting and decided, you know, it couldn't go unbilled? Um, just something I think people should wonder about with this case. I think it's kind of interesting. Anyways, um, so one of the things that's very interesting is this trial starts on Monday. And he is going to start, and, and there's going to be an FBI agent who's scheduled to testify. And the agent's supposed to testify on when he brought the data of this now debunked allegation. The FBI is going to testify about what he, you know, the, the steps that the FBI would take to verify the information, what could be gleaned by the information brought by him. But one of the things he's expected to testify is that the information the lawyer Michael Sussman brought to the FBI was clearly inaccurate and clearly false. Um, they are trying desperately, they're scrambling with just days, with the trial just days away, to keep him from testifying about whether or not this data was false. His lawyers are going to argue that that does not get at the heart of what he's charged with, which is whether or not he lied to the FBI and whether what he brought him whether he brought the FBI or not is um, is um, is accurate. That that has nothing to do with the case. He's not on trial for bringing misinformation to the FBI. He's on trial for lying to the FBI. So it'll be interesting to see what the judge rules. Um, judge is an Obama appointee. Um, although he's given Durham some wins, I will give him that. But you know, he's also given Sussman some wins. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Yeah, I'd like to know, you know, how far it's going to go with the protection of the Department of Justice and with the Democrat, uh, you know, crime family being in charge of basically our judicial system. I mean, is it just going to well, become I, another political talking point? Well, I think I think if you pay attention, what I think people will see is that Sussman's not going to at the end of this. Sussman isn't going to be the one put on trial. I think the FBI is. And even his defense attorney sort of signaled a little bit at that when it was brought up during a, a recent hearing, a recent motion hearing about whether or not about whether or not uh, whether or not Sussman had disclosed his uh, his client to the FBI. You know, his defense attorneys raised up the point that a lot of these things that he's accused of concealing were not intentionally concealed, but rather the FBI never asked him any questions that basically he showed up with anti-Trump dirt, and the FBI just thought, oh, that's wonderful, we'll, we'll, we'll take it, and never really made any effort to verify it. Huh, maybe we should start a defund the FBI movement. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you wrote the story. I saw the story earlier this morning or yesterday about the baby formula. Isn't this something that should outrage every single American and Absolutely. what can be done about it? Absolutely. Well, there's there's things that can be done. Um, if you look at what the administration has done, it's it, it boggles the mind what they're doing to address the situation. So let's start with why you should be outraged. You should absolutely be outraged because what do you do if you're a mom or a dad with a newborn 
and you have no formula to feed the baby. That's dangerous. That is extremely dangerous. It puts the health of the baby at risk. It's extremely dangerous. The other issue with that is this is a crisis that has been going on since February, and it is now finally being addressed by the administration. This is another in a long line of crises the administration has either dismissed, ignored, or caught flat-footed. As a matter of fact, at the White House press briefing today, um, one of my colleagues actually raised that point to Jen Psaki and asked her, when was the president first briefed about this, given that this has been going on since February and we're finally seeing some action today? And she wouldn't answer the question, saying she's not going to get into what he was briefed or what he's been briefed about. So... You know, you look at Afghanistan, they weren't prepared for a Taliban takeover. You look at the war in Ukraine, they weren't prepared for how far Putin was going to go. You look at inflation, they kept dismissing it as transitory. You look at um, baby formula, they're taking action three months after this crisis had started. And it's just a continual list of crises. And I've never seen an administration with this many crises, but they're always one step behind, even on COVID. You know, in July, they're telling people, oh, it's okay to go visit your family, which people have been doing since December. <laughs> but you know what, the, what you're spewing right now, if the administration were to categorize it, would be misinformation. So this is also the first time the American government would have the audacity to implement a truth czar, dimwit that she be. Uh, is this one of the questions you're, you're dying to ask the administration, is how they have the audacity to put a truth czar in the position of a country well, here's that's what number I one thing is, is free speech? Here's the question I want to ask the administration. I've not had a chance to ask this because I've had to ask other questions in the brave room for various stories, but it's a question I would like to get at. Is Have you seen the administration's defense or what they're using, the line they're using to defend this, this, this information um, department? Their, their defense is that this is um, a Trump program and they're continuing a program that was in its infancy under Trump, and they're just moving Trump's policy forward. Okay, but this is an administration that has done nothing but run down, criticize, dismantle every single Trump policy there is. So my question is, why this one? Of all the Trump policies you've torn down, criticized, and are no longer using, why is this the one you looked at and said, you know what, that's a good idea. We should do that one. It's just despicable and disgusting. And um, yet they, they bear no cost for repeated fabrications. You know, it's one thing to write it off as some doddering old dimwit, which he is. But the idea, and you wrote about this six days ago, he talked about going to Afghanistan 50 times. He's gone to the mm-hmm. bathroom 50 times. That's the only thing this idiot's done. Did he go to Afghanistan once? He's been to have in his career, and we're talking about going back to a senator since um, 1973. He um, he is, according to his campaign in 2019, he has been to Afghanistan 21 times. But he has repeatedly uh, tells people that he's been to Afghanistan 50 times. He said it in his State of the Union speech, and he said it when he was touring a factory last week outside Mm -hmm. of Ohio. Um, It has repeatedly been debunked. And that's not the only debunked story he's telling. Um, He's also sharing a story about how he was on Amtrak and a conductor friend of his came up to him. Yeah, yeah, you know that story? That story's been repeatedly debunked because the person who, the Joey boy, the the guy, Angelo, who said it, died before he became vice president. So (laughs) 
That story is not true. Uh, there's a little hiccup. He, yeah, that's almost... Told, go ahead. As I was saying, he told both those stories in the same speech. Well, he, said some, he says something that it irritates the hell out of me, being an old commodity trader. When gas went up, when he was a kid, there was a kitchen table conversation. From 1929 to 1975, gas was under 50 cents. I mean, is it that there's just, the Biden voters are so cultist, so Soviet, so married to the idea of fascism, that they're willing to put up with somebody who is unfit? I mean, is there talk among the press corps that this man is unfit to do anything, in particular be president, I mean, how much of this are we going to have to put up with? Do I have to go the full 30 months of watching this guy soil the seats in the Oval Office? Well, among the press corps, uh, obviously the answer to that is no, because, I mean, you, you, you watch the same three things I do when you see some of the questions being asked. Um, has for, you know, has for what happens, we'll see. Um, you know, it's just we'll see where this goes. We. Yeah. Uh, Madison Square Garden before World War II sold out with American Nazis, yet Biden calls conservatives the most extreme political group in history. How much abuse do we have to take for people who are not part of the organized crime family called the Democrats? Or can I float my idea of secession, which I really want to move forward with? Well, what I find weird about the, um, the new, the ultra-mega extremist, uh, line that they're that they're floating out there is I don't know who that's for because if you're a Democrat you already have those opinions about the Republican Party and the MAGA movement and if you're a MAGA supporter and a Trump supporter you look at Biden saying these things about you has a badge of honor so I don't know who he thinks he's swaying or what box he thinks he's moving by saying these things ahead of midterms. That's what I find so interesting about this. I just don't understand the strategy behind it. We're friends now, so I'm going to speculate with you as if we were in my cigar store smoking a cigar. I was invited down to Mar-a-Lago to watch the premiere of 2,000 Mules. I had never met Trump. If you've listened to my show, I like very specific Trump policies. I also fought very vehemently hard against policies I disagree with. I am not a Trump cultist by any means. I was doing radio coverage the night of the election, and I recognized that uh, it was a mathematical impossibility around midnight Chicago time. And it was the first time I ever saw the stop count. So it's been unsettling since then, especially with the, ram with the result the morning after. This particular film took cell phone data along with video, 4 million minutes of video throughout the country, and shows that there are 2,000 of these people that were stuffing ballots and that went over to 50 ballot boxes. 2,000 each went over 50 ballot boxes. So to me, it proved beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is an inquiry sign that there is voter fraud. I do not think it's a coincidence that the same week that that happened, this movement to say that they're ultra-mag or whatever, I think it is to cut off and confront the uproar that will be caused by anybody that has seen this movie. It so happens that today they cross over a million people that have viewed this documentary. I think it is to be offensive versus then to have to react to what will now be a tsunami of people that call for the impeachment of Joe Biden. What do you think about that? I wonder if you're giving them too much credit by putting them on the offensive. Again, give, looking back at how behind they've been on every major issue, 
uh, it strikes me as interesting that this is the one thing they would get out ahead of. All right. Now, when you win your Pulitzer, and when the Americans, you know, when the country writes itself and law and order and good versus evil, good starts winning, I'd like you to please mention the Sean Thompson show and how instrumental it's been in both your audit and your career. Can you do that for me? Absolutely. If you can forgive my schnauzer barking in the middle of this phone Kidding call, me? I, I love dogs. Do I love dogs. I'd be worried if it was a cat. Jeff Mordock, that's why I read your articles. Thank you so much for everything you do. Sean, love coming on here anytime. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560. The answer. All right, let's visit the old neighborhood, shall we? Why not? Frank, Melrose Park. Yes. Sean. Yes, Frank. Pleasure to speak with you again. Always my pleasure. Okay, listen. You know, I've been looking at this gas crisis and the big problem. Because of that, our economy's out of control. Our stocks are falling like crazy. Believe me, people are catching beatings, including myself. And it's disgusting. And I listen to this moron who uh, came to Chicago yesterday just talk nonsense, waste our money for him to come out here and everything. Does nothing but talk, talk, talk. Why can't he be forced into opening up the oil wells again? You know, through the Senate, with all these politicians, Democrat, Republicans alike, they don't seem to do a damn thing but talk. And when they do that, you choke out, once you get the natural gas flowing again and everything else, you choke Russia to death. Yeah. And the war is over, and everything is going to start flowing back to normal. Because or he was... just my logic he, being... Well, silly. first of all, what you're what you're trying to do is give a solution, and what you, I think you're 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 glazing over is that he was bribed to drive up oil and natural gas prices by Ukraine. He was bribed by China, because they are reaping tremendous rewards from the failed policies. Our definition of failure is their definition of success. So he is doing exactly what he was bribed to do from China and Ukraine. Ukraine is reaping all kinds of billions of dollars that are virtually going unchecked, Frank, except for yeah, one I, one Republican senator named Rand Paul. And you just gave me a segue into that. Thank you very much. Okay, I just want to say one more thing. Can sure. I just say one more thing? Absolutely. Okay. I want Joe Biden, if he's listening, that I learned this back in the 70s when I was in my 20s from an old Italian man. He told me this. The fish stinks from the head. So he is the head, and he better eat it. Stop nice. blaming everybody else. Thank you very much. And I know what kind of car Frank was driving in the 70s. Very stylish. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. Nice pull. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> So we've got a lot of clips I want to get to. We've got a lot of stories I want to get to. Frank from Melrose Park brought up the oil industry, the natural gas industry. You know how I feel. Joe Biden is living up to his bribes. Joe Biden was bribed. That's, there's no other excuse for China giving $1.5 billion. There's no other excuse for Ukraine <coughs> putting on the crack smoker. No excuse. Luckily, Rand Paul's trying to do something about it. Used vehicle prices are up 35% for the year, and new vehicle prices 
have increased 12% or more. Yes, inflation doesn't just come out of nowhere. It comes from deficit spending. The United States spent nearly $5 trillion on COVID-19 bailouts, leading to one of the highest and most sustained levels of inflation in U.S. history. Americans are feeling the pain, and Congress seems intent only on adding to that pain by shoveling more money out the door as fast as they can. This bill under consideration would spend $40 billion. This is the second spending bill for Ukraine in two months, and this bill is three times larger than the first. Our military aid to Ukraine is nothing new, though. Since 2014, the United States has provided more than $6 billion in security assistance to Ukraine. When did they put Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma? When did the money start flowing to the Biden crime family? About the same time, wasn't it? In addition to the $14 billion Congress authorized just a month ago, if this bill passes, the U.S. will have authorized roughly $60 billion in total spending for Ukraine. Now, he's alone putting this fight up. He has the courage to do so. He's doing it for all the right reasons. This is a payoff, a bribe. That's what this money represents. That's what our policies represent in general. For those who say this is not enough, for those of you in this chamber who say that our military spending is never enough, let's put $60 billion into perspective. According to Elias Youssef, a security assistant at the Stimson Center, Kiev would become the largest yearly recipient of U.S. military aid of the past two decades. Except for the top five countries, $60 billion is more than every other country in the world spends on their entire military expenditures. If this gift to Ukraine passes, our total aid to Ukraine will almost equal the entire military budget of Russia. And it's not as if we have that money lying around. We will have to borrow that money from China to send it to Ukraine. And I still cannot understand why when this civil war in Ukraine that's been going on for eight years, when I was caring and touting about the Ukrainian people that were being slaughtered by their government, that went without mention in Congress. Without mention. Why would it go without mention? Well, it's also the same time that those same oligarchs who were killing Ukrainian people, who are always cannon fodder, were killing them. That government was bribing the Biden administration. That's when Hunter was on Burisma board. Yet nobody talks about those people. Over 14,000 Ukrainians, proven 14,000 Ukrainians, killed by the Ukrainian government. So is this really about the people? cost of this package we are voting on today is more than the U.S. spent during the first year of the U.S. conflict in Afghanistan. Congress authorized force, and the president sent troops into the conflict. The same cannot be said of Ukraine. This proposal towers over domestic priorities as well. The massive package of $60 billion to Ukraine dwarfs the $6 million spent on cancer research annually. $60 billion is more than the amount the government collects in gas taxes each year to build roads and bridges. The six Boy, there's a, it shows a certain loyalty to the Ukrainian oligarch government, though, doesn't it? It's clearly open and notorious bribery. And it reminds me of other countries that bribed Joe Biden and his administration. I wonder, are they benefiting, you know, countries like China? Last year, um, I followed some reports that um, genomic data, early genomic sequence from Wuhan, China, were deleted from the the sequence read archive. Um, And we worked to 
get to the bottom of this. And I think partially just because there were concerns, rational concerns that the, you know, the Chinese Communist Party had something to do with this. And where's the information? Um, I wanted to see what, with regard to the Secrets Read Archive, you're doing to secure it from those types of um, either truly harmful things or maybe it's an image thing. But what are you doing in that space? There's no question that the communication that we had about this sequence uh, archive, uh, sequence read archive, um, w w could have been improved. I, I, I freely admit that. Um, if I may, um, the, the, the archive um, never deleted the sequence. It just did not make it available for interrogation. So it, you have the information? We still? have the information. We've so it wasn't, I, the way it was reported is it was pulled out, the, the, the early genomic right. sequencing was removed by a Chinese researcher. So anybody who submits to the sequence read archive is allowed to ask for it to be removed? What he did is he confirms that the agency hid early COVID information at the request of China. I mean, how much has to be so obvious that this political whore has been bought and sold by enemies foreign and domestic. Impeach this piece of dung tonight. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Oh, uh, this is before we knew he was a pedophile. He used to rock before that. Sicko. Never land him in a tip-off. You know, if only this country had an agency, a bureau, that could investigate this kind of political crime, <clears throat> maybe we wouldn't be in this predicament. If the agency didn't have a partisan agreement, an alliance to protect a mafia, we need an independent agency, something from the federal government that could investigate this kind of crime. Wait, wait. Oh, no, we'd have to rename it, though, because the Federal Bureau of Investigation is clearly tainted and corrupted. Ashley Biden's attorney, woman named Roberta Kaplan. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Dialogue. That's the Domestic Investigation Operations Guide. A classified appendix in Dialogue provides the one-paragraph justification for spying on anyone. If used unscrupulously. So the justification takes very little work. Whether it gets approved or not is another answer. I can't say that anybody would be approved to have a case on them. You generally have to write it out. In the bureau they talk about, it's not what you, what you did, it's what you wrote. It has to be in writing for it to have happened. And in a lot of ways, how you write that is whether or not you're going to open this case. If that case looks like it's articulated in an appropriate way, absolutely. Why wouldn't it be? And that, and that could be members of academia. It could be members of the press. It could be a politician. There's going to be much more scrutiny the more substantial the target. But That's James the justification, it's the same. Project Veritas, an FBI agent of character, an FBI agent that sees the failures, the corruption, and the fraud within the FBI, that misuses its power, its unfettered power, to attack individual citizens that speak against the power of the corrupt mafia of the gangster government we have today. He went to Project Veritas, thank God for Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, who I had a pleasure of meeting last week, who has provided a venue and has been under attack because he dares push back 
against this kind of political corruption. A journalist on his own taking on the Leviathan. And for that, he too has been targeted. And the connections of the people targeting him, they're more than suspicious. They're evidence, prima facie evidence of a gangster government. Ashley Biden's attorney, woman named Roberta Kaplan, responded by saying, quote, we should send to the Southern District of New York, unquote. In just 24 days, Ms. Kaplan got her political favor fulfilled when the Southern District of New York approved the first of 19 secret subpoenas. Is this a, is a collusion, in your opinion, with what's happening really to both of y'all? In your opinion, I, I think uh, Ashley Biden's attorney's statement uh, about we should send to the SDNY is self-evident. Um, there's also a poster in the room. Uh, you can see the four photos there. We find this extraordinary that uh, Roberta Kaplan is the same attorney for Ashley Biden. She's also the same attorney for Governor Andrew, former Governor Andrew Cuomo. Huh. And uh, she represents and she represents the woman married to the son of the U.S. attorney who signed all the secret warrants against me. Huh. So it's those are the facts. Those are pretty self-evident facts, and I don't wish to opine beyond the facts. Same place that's going after Trump for how he handles his documents and went after his company for business practices. Same corrupt organization that went after Julian Assange. You remember Julian Assange. He's locked away in prison. What was his crime? He prevented a venue for good people and bad organizations to list evidence against those syndicates, whether they be the CIA or the FBI or the NIH. Who knew the NIH has received $350 million in royalties from phar pharmaceutical companies? Hmm. They weren't as direct as China that just bribed them and intimidated them to redact information, which leads me to, you think we'll ever find out the origins of COVID-19? I mean, Fauci now says he didn't lock us down. He had nothing to do with it. You believe that? If only we had a federal agency that could investigate on behalf of America to protect it from political corruption. Instead, they're in bed with him, you rat bastards. The same haircut, the same suits, the same neighborhood as Mike Madigan should have been a tip-off. Irish mafia. All right, I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.